Welcome to People and Profit. I'm Yuka Huayi. With Christmas just around the corner, we'll have a closer look at what's driving the trends this holiday season. Coming up. Corks will be popping, but maybe not as many as in the past couple of years. We'll discuss the state of France's champagne sector with one of the wine producers in the region. Real or fake? How much money do they generate and how bad are they for the environment? We'll take a closer look at the Christmas tree industry. And more value for money and friendlier for the environment. The trend of offering recycled presents continues to grow as more and more people are also willing to receive them. It's a pricey staple on the festive table. Champagne consumption spikes around Christmas and the New Year. Renowned for its fine bubbles and complexity, Champagne accounts for 10% of the global sparkling wine consumption by volume and 21% by value. This year, though, the industry is seeing a drop in demand after two years of record sales. In 2022, almost 326 million bottles were shipped, totaling 6.3 billion euros, according to the regional trade association Comité Champagne. That's expected to shrink to around 314 million bottles this year, due in part inflationary pressures. Well, to discuss more about the challenges facing champagne producers, we can now speak with Faustine Conrad from a Champagne Conrad located in the village of Montigny-sur-Châtillon. Thank you so much for joining our show. Thank you. Hello, Yuka. Now, first of all, tell us, what has 2023 been like for the champagne industry? Did you have a good harvest? We have had a really, really good harvest in 2023, and the year was really good for us. Now, when you talk about a, a year being very good, now, the, what does, how does that translate into the quality of the champagne? What determines the value uh, of champagne? How important are blends, for instance, and vintages? Uh, 2023 was a really good uh, good year for the champagne market, uh, but the balance between the different markets, you know, French B2B, direct selling and export, has really changed. It's uh, the specificity of this year for me. So th there were some challenges as well. Could you tell us more about that? Because uh, we are not representative of uh, the whole champagne market because we are a really tiny family domain. Uh, we produce only 8,000 bottles each year on the 326 million bottles in, um, two, uh, sold in 2022. But we noticed that the French market was really morose uh, and uh, the export was uh, increasing, uh, especially us. Uh, we sold uh, more and more bottles uh, in major exports. So you have some international uh, clients as well, and you mentioned the export market. Now, the export market accounts for two-thirds uh, of the French champagne industry's total revenue. Uh, how has high inflation affected your clients overseas? In fact, um, at the beginning of our, um, of our production in 2018, when uh, we took over the family domain, um, we had a perfect balance between uh, French market and B2B and direct selling and the export. And this year, uh, it has changed. Uh, now, I think, yes, it's two-thirds uh, of uh, export overseas, especially uh, in Japan and in Canada for us, yeah. Now, 
Extreme weather events such as droughts, floods and heat waves are becoming increasingly uh, more and more frequent. Now, how is climate change affecting wine production in the region? Yes, of course, uh, climate change has a big, big impact on our work, especially uh, in the vine, of course, because we have all threats um, which are more sudden and uh, more huge. Uh, for example, we had frost in July, a heat wave in May, or a flood during summer. And we, uh, our grandfather, uh, hasn't had uh, these kind of uh, problems. Uh, for example, uh, insects from the south now. So we have to uh, answer to this issue with a global approach. And that's why um, we are uh, converting to uh, organic farming uh, next year. And we have to uh, respect more and more uh, biodiversity in nature. And how does organic farming help improve the quality of champagne? It's more quality in your bottle and more quality for your health. And it's really important for us uh, to give this to our customers, not only uh, a quality of tasting, but quality for your health too. Now, going back to the first question, um, the industry, the champagne industry as a whole, has been seeing a sort of a, a general drop in sales this year. How worried are producers about the, the, the incoming years, uh, the years that lie ahead? In fact, the brand champagne stays a sure and a great value. So I think uh, wine growers are not really worried about sales, but we're worried about uh, the prices increasing. Uh, of our providers, for example, uh, for the glass, the corks and everything around. So, and we don't want to increase our prices to our customers. That, that's why we are, we are worried, I think so. Well, Faustine, Conrad, thank you once again for sharing your story and also your expertise with us. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. It's a tradition that's older than Christmas itself. Tens of millions of households and businesses deck their halls with fir, pine or artificial trees during the holiday season. Here in France, some 6.4 million Christmas trees were sold last year, with 9 in 10 being natural trees. But artificial ones are also gaining in popularity as they can be reused year after year. Well, for more, Camille Knight from France 24's business desk joins me on the set. Hi Camille. Hi Yuka. Now, now then, could you give us a sense of just how big the Christmas tree industry is? Well, it is, it's huge, Yuka. Uh, last year, people spent $5 billion on Christmas trees in the US alone, and the market is expected to grow. The biggest Christmas tree producers are uh, Canada and the US, with Germany also a major producer in Europe, alongside Denmark and Sweden. Plastic Christmas trees have also become increasingly popular, but in France, for example, consumers are still overwhelmingly buying real trees, with nearly 6 million being sold in 2022, while in the UK it's estimated more than half actually lean towards buying fake ones uh, now. Another change is the rising cost uh, of trees. In Northern Ireland, for example, some farmers have had to put their prices up by as much as 30% uh, to cover production costs. So then how profitable is it to grow Christmas trees and what are the challenges? Well, it can take 10, even 15 years to grow a really tall Christmas tree and having to restart from scratch uh, every time means it isn't a particularly profitable business. The other issue is climate change, which is leading to shortages. In fact, this year, IKEA announced it's not selling trees 
at its Canadian shops uh, this season because they're harder to source. Recent data shows a thousand uh, tree farms have vanished from Canada in the past uh, decade. And more and more people are thinking about how to make their Christmas festivities more sustainable. Uh, which type of Christmas tree is better for the environment then? Well, the answer to this question isn't actually that uh, obvious. The Carbon Trust, for example, says a plastic tree could be better for the environment, but only if it's used for more than seven years. Many others say that real trees don't require the carbon emissions that it takes for the production and shipping uh, of artificial ones. And when buying a real tree, you're also still uh, in a way supporting forests because there's a consistent rotation uh, of trees uh, being planted. And they're obviously biodegradable. Uh, another trend, uh, that's emerged uh, is Christmas tree rentals. People keep their tree in its pot over the holidays uh, and the rental firm looks after it the rest of the year. Well, we decorated our plastic Christmas tree for the 20th consecutive year, so we're probably doing something good for the environment. Well, Camille, thank you so much. Thank you, Yuka. Now, whether it's to afford something nicer amid high inflation or out of concern for the environment, more and more people are turning to used toys or books when choosing Christmas presents. Industry experts say the trend reflects changes in consumer attitude towards second-hand goods in general. Charlotte Hughes has the story. As the holiday shopping season ramps up, many people here in Belgium are considering buying their loved ones second-hand gifts, such as toys, in part due to high inflation. I think it's in tune with the times. We try to think twice before buying things, maybe new things. We are also trying to buy things we need, and that's why second-hand shops are great. Yes, there has been an increase in recent years. Here you can see that there's a whole lot of these trains for sale, and they're very expensive. New ones are often sold separately. Here we sell the whole set. That's about three times cheaper. While some shoppers are drawn to the low prices, others are aiming to tackle overconsumption and climate change. Here in France, a recent survey showed that two in five people have already offered or were planning to offer second-hand gifts. And of those, 40% are opting for second-hand because it's more environmentally friendly. Some people who come here are real activists, who really come because it's a gesture for the planet. They're really aware of it, and they're really proud to make all their gifts secondhand. They say so loud and clear. A similar poll in the UK showed 33% of participants said they were willing to give pre-owned goods, up from 25% two years ago. The trend comes as toy sales have slowed down after a boom during the pandemic. Toy maker Hasbro recently announced it was cutting nearly 1,000 more jobs after a first round of cuts that failed to meet goals. That's all for this edition of People in Profit. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us on social media. Don't forget, you can also catch up with our previous episodes on our website or listen to them wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for watching. French are always on strike. That is, of course, when they're not on vacation or eating baguettes with stinky cheese. But are these cliches really true? And if not, what's life actually like in France? French Connections is your guide to the intricacies of life here in France. Bringing you straight to the heart of a truly French point of view. Don't miss French Connections Plus on France 24, bien sûr. <laughs>